Hey, let me hear that whole jet. I get the bands, count the blue cheese, I do that shit for fun. For every meal, I pop a pill, I do that shit so I'm dumb. I had your girl, she on my crib, that was a one on one. Smoking a bag full of that gas, almost lost my lung. I don't smoke trash, need a gas mask, this shit smell like scum. 16, honey, got a couple ops in the city, and they all go hunt. After 57, all on my wits, no need for me to pop the trunk. You keep jumping me one cup, but you keep playing my love. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gallery Podcast. Dom is not with us today, but we do have Chase Carroll. Uh, that's Chase Carroll underscore on Twitter. That's that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yep. All right, I figured, man. But Chase, we haven't talked in a long time. It's um. It's been a while. We were just saying before we got on here, it's probably been over a year at this point. So good to finally be talking with you. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I think this is either the, the first or second time you've been on, because last time we talked, I was on your show. So I don't know if this is the first time you've been on. Is that right? Or I think this is the second time on your show, but it definitely has been since about the Westbrook era. So it's been a lot that has happened since then, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, not a lot of good stuff, but no. we're here today to talk about one thing in particular, and that would be the 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 alleged rumor that the Washington Wizards are interested in acquiring Donovan Mitchell from Utah. And it's been a, a very big hot topic, as you can imagine, on Wizards Twitter uh, with, the, with the trade ideas and uh, sort of how we value uh, – the, our own players, how we value acquiring an all-star talent. And so we're here to just kind of talk about all of that and go through all of that today. Um, but because I think there are some people that are looking at this the wrong way, but I definitely want to get your opinion on it. So if, if you maybe disagree with me, then maybe you can convince me on how I'm wrong. Um, and so let's just try to have a good, healthy back and forth dialogue on it. But the first thing I, I want to ask you, man, is, so what, what was your initial reaction when you saw that? Because um, originally we were kind of mentioned, like this happened the same thing with Kevin Durant. Like we were originally mentioned as a team and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then there's another report that comes out and says, oh no, like they're actually like legit interested in acquiring him. So it was kind of the same thing with Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell now. Um, but what was your initial reaction when you saw that we were going to be in on Spida? Well, definitely initial reaction is, you know, you're, you're excited that they're at least in the conversations, whether or not they have the ammo to actually pull something off. I don't know, but um, the fact that Tommy Shepard isn't, you know, going to sit on his hands and, and look at this roster and think, you know, this is, this is what's going to get us to the promised land. Cause it's not. So it's, it's a good thing that Tommy Shepard at least can, isn't delusional in that fact and, and knows that we need more talent in the building. Uh, Donovan Mitchell surely is, is a talent that I think you need to get in the building here. So um, yeah, it's, it's good that they're in the conversations at least whether they actually have the ammo to pull something off as opposed to, you know, a, a New York Knicks who apparently haven't been in discussions the last couple of weeks, but you know, I think if we were to come up with a deal or something, the Knicks would easily be able to, you know, beat that offer. But um, no, I, I like that we're at least in the conversation. That's that's something we should be doing. Yeah, no, I, I think so too, and I agree. I think honestly, like the 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 realist in me is telling me that us and Charlotte are just being used as like 
like bargain drivers, I guess you could say. Like I think that maybe we're being used to to boost the value so the Knicks will offer a little bit more. Um, because I mean if if you look at the Hornets, like they literally have nothing to offer. I mean, what are they gonna give you? An expiring PJ Washington, um, James Booknight, and who else? Gordon Hayward. Like that's that's not a good package for Donovan Mitchell. So Outside of that, I mean, they really don't have anything to offer. Now, they do have um, Denver's pick for this coming year that they can send out easily. So if, it, if they were going to use some draft picks, I mean, they have the extra ammo there to use as opposed to where we don't have any ammo and actually New York. As everyone has mentioned, the, the New York Knicks own one draft pick, so now apparently we have no draft picks to trade, which is simply not true. <laughs> right. Um, and so I look at – well, let me get your – thoughts on this first like how do you assess what we have and do you think that we do have something that could be put together to acquire donovan mitchell straight up or do you think that it would have to be a three-team deal or no matter what you you think the jazz the, we have no pieces that they would want you know i think the initial thought is that we don't really have you know what it takes to get it done obviously tommy Shepard has made trades happen in the past that you you know, you, you leave looking, how did he get that done? But this is Donovan Mitchell we're talking about. That's a franchise cornerstone. So you don't just get those for, for scraps. And what we pretty much have, you know, compared to a lot of the other teams in the league, we have scraps. That's what we have, unfortunately. Um, you know, our lottery picks have ended up being decent players, you know, good players at best. But these guys aren't, you know, franchise moving players that, you know, move you in a deal, in my opinion. You know, I, I love me some Rui Hachimura. I love me some Denny Advia at, at times. You know, I think he has great potential to be a really good two-way player. But at the end of the day, that's not a franchise cornerstone. And, um, you know, we don't have the picks that, like, a New York Knicks do. You know, we, we have picks to work with. But, um, you know, I think even they have some more talent there with their young guys that may um, – you know, be more attractive to a team like Utah. So at the end of the day, I, I agree with you. I think we're kind of just being placed there. Um, you know, our names being mentioned to the media. So maybe New York starts picking up their offers a little bit. But at the end of the day, I love that we're in the discussions. Uh, you know, maybe we can get something done in a three-team deal to to get some other talent from elsewhere into that package. But, I, you know, the way I see it right now, I don't see how we possibly have enough to get a guy like Donovan Mitchell. So I, I, a lot of people have um, mentioned Porzingis as being a part of the offer. And I'm going to be honest, like, I don't know what use Porzingis would provide for Utah in the deal. He's not expiring. Um, he's probably going to accept that player option that he has. So he'd be on the books for another year. So it's not exactly like, uh, in fact, I think he's more expensive than Donovan Mitchell. So they're taking on more salary for a worse player. I don't really see again why they would want Porzingis so then you move to Kuzma and you say okay like they could use Kuzma and then just reflip him um, maybe in a three-team deal he just goes to another team but again I'm not really seeing where Utah benefits from keeping a guy like that unless they they want to try building the franchise around him which would be a, a really bold move uh, but I don't see them doing that either. So it pretty much comes down to me like it's going to be Will Barton. For salary purposes, you probably have to throw in Monte Morris. And then 
they have their pick of the litter of the young guys. And this is where it gets controversial for, for Wizards Twitter, because if you mention Denny Avdia, Daniel Gafford, Corey Kispert, and any deal, everyone automatically says no, and we are giving up too much. So what's your analysis of those young guys in particular? And do you think that there is a point where we should say, okay, no, you can't have, you know, all these guys or too much of these guys, or are you kind of like you would sell the farm and do whatever it would take to get it done? I'm personally in the boat where I'm selling the farm and, you know, I like these guys, but that's that, at the end of the day, I like them. I don't love them as, as uh, prospects. Um, you know, you, you give Bradley Beal a five-year extension. You're, you're making this guy your franchise. You got to go in, you know, I'm, I'm tired of playing, you know, in the middle here where we're not going all in, we're not rebuilding. You got to choose a side at some point. You're giving Beal this contract extension. Now is that time and where you go and get that second guy. Maybe he might even be your first guy, but with Bradley Beal in the building, obviously he's viewed as the franchise guy. So you, you got to get your second guy in the building. If that takes Porzingis getting out of the building, but you know, as you said, um, probably not as much use to Utah if they're trying to get that first overall pick as you would think they would be if they're getting rid of Donovan Mitchell. Um, he would probably hurt their chances there. So he doesn't make too much sense. Uh, if you could possibly pair up Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal, and Porzingis, I don't care what you're giving up in that deal. That's a trio right there that at least puts you in, in conversation for a title. And that, you know, that's what I want. <laughs> I don't, you know, if, if we're not making the title, but we're at least pushing towards it that's that's fine with me you know go in and at least try we haven't done that in you know our lifetime really you know we had the opportunity possibly to maybe make a deal for Paul George back in the day during the John Wall era we didn't swing on that and you know what did that turn into a Jan Mahimi Jason Smith type of offseason so <laughs> you know when, when we keep our assets it doesn't turn into anything at any point we can't draft so at, at this point, you know, trade for the guy that gives you a chance at something greater than than what we currently have. That's the way I view it. So let's say the, the Knicks are out. Let's say they want to wait an offseason. Um, maybe they try and go Kevin Durant, um, Kyrie, or somewhere else. Let's just say they go another direction. This is the package that I came up with that I think makes the most sense. Um and people are get, people got mad at this yesterday when I posted it, but we'll get into it a little bit more here. Um, so I have I apologize for the dog barking, by the way. Um, I have Will Barton, Monte Morris, Denny, Daniel Gafford, Johnny Davis, the 25, 27, and 29 picks, and then two swaps for Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gay. Do you think that's a good package or do you think that's not enough or what? Personally, I'm, I'm doing that. And at the end of the day, it's not because of what we're getting this year. This is a trade that I'm making for years and years to come. We don't have Bradley Beal just for one more year. We wouldn't have Donovan Mitchell just for one more year. This is a trade you're making for hopefully, you know, six, seven plus years worth of great basketball in the district. You know, that's, that's what I'm viewing in a trade for Donovan Mitchell, whether it would work out or not. You know, with those two guards, not really defensive minded uh, together. I know Bradley Beal was a slight plus on the defensive end this year. Um, previously had really struggled defensively. And Donovan Mitchell sure sure as hell is not a great defender in his own right. But, you know, I think if you get those two in the building, at least 
uh, th that's when Tommy Shepard should be able to at least make some moves, um, you know, in free agency. You'd, you'd think you'd be able to bring in some guys if you have two star guards like that. Um, easier said than done in D.C., but at the end of the day, uh, you get your two star guards and then try to fill a roster out to build around them. In my opinion, um, I'm willing to, to give up almost anything uh, for Donovan Mitchell in, in a chance at what I think would be a title contending team. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it at least would put us in the top six conversation, like for sure. If you have Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis and Donovan Mitchell, I mean, that's a top six team. I mean, I don't think that anyone would, uh, debate against that but I think that this package makes a lot of sense just considering what we have that that they would want and they could reflip like even if the Jazz even if you wanted to take Monte Morris out and add um, Kyle Kuzma just because they feel like maybe they could reflip him and get more back for him uh, I mean th that's fine with me you know I mean again it's if you have three all-star level players on your team which is what you would be getting if if you get Donovan Mitchell, I mean, I'm fine with giving up whatever requires the, the, the kickback on this has been giving up the, the defensive players. Right. So if we trade Denny Gafford and Johnny Davis, I mean, those are arguably our, our three best defenders on the roster. So we would pretty much be tanking on the defensive side of the ball, uh, so to speak. Do you think that, I mean, I'm kind of like, we weren't really probably going to be good at defense anyway. Like we started off at the beginning of this past year, pretty good. Uh, but then it tanked off and I just don't know if we're ever going to be able to play decent defense with even the guys that we have right now. I mean, um, Chris Asporzingis is a decent rim protector, but he's not a good defender per se. Um, I mean, even Daniel Gafford, like Daniel Gafford is a good rim protector, but I don't know if Daniel Gafford's like this, this great defender. And it, being one of our best defenders is a low bar to beat, by the way. So when I say that Daniel Gafford is one of the best defenders on the team, it's not so much that like he's this great defender. It's just the guys that we have are already shit. Denny um, <laughs> arguably is probably our best defender. I mean, we'll have to see Johnny Davis and um, real action to, to see maybe what he's made of. But as of right now, Denny at 6'9", um, roughly 215, 220 pounds. Uh, definitely gives you the the most defensive potential. So, uh, how do you feel about the idea of tanking on defense, as it's been called, or are you not really concerned about that when you land an all star level player? So, if I'm landing a guy like Donovan Mitchell, um, like I said, I'm not I'm not viewing this as just this year only. I'm viewing this in a grand scheme of things. You know, the whole contract, right, uh, as yeah. a whole. So. Um, I'm hoping we get the guys that we need in here that are the key pieces. And that's when you fill the defense in after. And like, like I said, easier said than done getting free agents here to DC, but you have a Bradley Beal, you have a Donovan Mitchell. And in, in this scenario we're talking about, we still have a Kristaps Porzingis. I think a lot of defenders would want to sign up for that. At least, um, you know, I would, but at, at the end of the day, if we're depending on a Johnny Davis this season to, be the guy that makes us, you know, takes us from a bad defensive team to a good defensive team, we are in big trouble because this guy didn't, you know, I know it's just summer league. It doesn't mean anything really at the end of the day, but he really struggled in summer league. Uh, to He didn't even really look like a G league level player in summer league. And it's really concerning. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a guy in the rotation right away, at least this season. So if we're depending on Johnny Davis to, 
be that guy to take us to the next level defensively. Um, uh, I'm a little worried, but obviously that's, that's different for a guy like Denny Advia. He's uh, he looked incredible defensively, especially at the beginning of last season. Um, that, that's a guy I, you know, if you could possibly keep him in a deal, I, I don't think you possibly could in a Donovan Mitchell deal, but that's, that's a guy I would love to keep somehow. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not, you know, not pulling a trigger for Donovan Mitchell because of a Den- Denny Advia or because of a Johnny Davis, not, not a chance. Yeah, so the reason I didn't include Rui in the deal is just because he's expiring, and I'm not sure if Utah is going to want to pay him after just seeing him um, in their jersey for one season. I mean, if they wanted Rui instead of Denny, for example, I mean, that's fine by me. I mean, I don't care. You know, they can have their pick. I I didn't think that they would want Kispert just because of his age and potential. So I think that they would much rather have Johnny Davis and then Daniel Gafford obviously fills a big hole for them after losing Colbert. I mean, they, they don't have a center right now. Um, they, they have the fella from Kansas that I think they drafted last year, but other than that, they don't really have one unless they plan on playing uh, Jared Vanderbilt at the five, which I think he's probably a little light to do. Um, but as of right now, they don't have a center. And given that Daniel Gafford is under contract for, uh, the next four seasons, his extension kicks in after this season. So I think that that's a piece that hands down, like Utah's going to want. And then obviously Will Barton is the salary filler. So those are the two. And then the the three picks are all, I, I think for sure would be included in the deal. Um, you know, would they rather have Kuzma or Morris? Would they rather have Denny or Rui or, or, or Davis or Kispert? You know, it's, it's kind of, Pick it between those guys and, and and those tiers with each other. So what would your offer be for, for Donovan Mitchell? Because I'm just curious on kind of where you see the value at. Or are you literally looking at Danny Ainge and being like, dude, as long as it's not Porzingis, and obviously they can't trade Beal, but in Beal, pick whoever you want. Yeah, no, I'm I'm willing to give up to what they value to be, I guess, six first rounders. So if they view four of our young guys equal three first rounders, add three first round picks to it. That's what I'm willing to do. I, I don't want to give up too much, obviously to get a guy like Donovan Mitchell. Um, you want to have some pieces to work with, but at the end of the day, like I said, I'm almost willing to do anything to, to get a title contending team here. Um, we can't keep playing the middle ground. So at some point, you know, it's going to have to take something ridiculous to get a guy to DC. That's what it takes. Milwaukee had to trade multiple first rounders to get a guy like Drew Holiday, who's not by any means a superstar level player, but he took him to the next level. We need a guy like Donovan Mitchell, a a whole nother caliber type of player that we could get into the building. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. It's just so frustrating because, and I think Wizards Twitter for, I think a decent part of Wizards Twitter is very smart, but I think uh, there's a part of it that I don't want to say is like, dumb or anything because i don't think that anyone's dumb i i I understand where like people are coming from with their opinions but it's kind of like hypocritical because the people that don't want him to to push in the chips for a big piece are going to be the ones that bitch at the deadline that we have like 22 wins or whatever and you know like and they never make a big push that's like well i don't understand which route you guys want them to go do you want them to try and be good or do you not um, and that goes back to Tommy's drafting because his drafting has really not been that great. Uh, Rui starting out was really good. Like early on, I, I thought that we were 
we got pretty good return on the, his pick at nine. And then this past year happened. And you know what? That may not be entirely fair to him. But when you miss an entire year and then you come back and then you're basically a spot-up three-point shooter, to me, that's a replaceable guy. It's not like he was coming out having 30-point games with all the mid-range stuff that he was doing in prior years. So it's like, yeah, we know you can do that. But now that we have Kuzma, maybe that skill set really isn't needed as much. And so Denny obviously struggles offensively. Um, Kispert is always going to be a role player, you know, a top eight rotation guy, eighth, ninth man off the bench, you know, occasionally maybe he'll start if you have, if you just need looking for a shooter in your lineup and you have like three all-stars and you're just looking for a fourth filler who can shoot to get attention, like a, like a JJ Redick type guy, a Joe Harris type guy, like, like that makes sense. Sure. But for the most part, he's going to be an eighth, ninth man. And then Johnny Davis looked like garbage in the summer league. So the drafting hasn't been that great. And so I, I struggle to understand why Wizards Twitter is trying to grasp on so much to the mid. Like, it, it's okay to part with these guys. Like, they haven't really done much, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's natural for a fan base to love a guy that you've been watching for a couple of years now, mo- multiple years now in, in the case of Rui. But um, I think what you would want the total of those players to become is a a player of the caliber of Donovan Mitchell. So, I mean, uh, you'd just be happy for a player to to blow up and become, you know, a fraction of a player that Donovan Mitchell is. You know, we love these guys, but I think we know the ceiling is is pretty low on, on at least, um, you know, I think Denny has a, a, a pretty high ceiling at least, but um, will he ever get there? We, we don't know that for sure. We we've only seen what we've seen. And on the offensive end for him, it's, it's been really bad to say the least. Um, no left hand yet, whether, whether he can develop that, he, you know, he's young, he's 21. There's still plenty of time for him, but you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm willing to wait any longer for these guys to, to reach that next level, because like I said, you, you give Bradley Beal his five-year extension there's a there's a window now. We have a window in which we need to get something done. Um, and I, I don't want to wait any longer. So now now's the time to do it, in my opinion. Get the guy that you need in the building and then fill in the defensive pieces later. That's why I personally – I didn't include Rui and Kisper because you were talking about ceilings. And I don't think that those two have that high ceiling. So that's why I didn't include them. Again, I think that Denny Gafford and Johnny Davis, or that's – those are your ceiling players, at least from our pick of the litter, right? Yeah. Um, those are the three guys I think that they would be interested in. Obviously, Will Barton, they could probably ship out again. Um, Monte Morris, they could probably ship out again, or Kuzma, whichever one they want between the two. So that's why I have those guys specifically going in the deal. And I know that those three guys are decent defenders, but again, you got to give something to get something. We are not getting Donovan Mitchell for Will Barton, Rui Hachimura, and two second-round picks. Like, it's not – it's not happening. So I try to be fair when compensating other teams and it's just like, and and I know when, like when people propose trades, you can never please anyone, but, or you can't please everyone, I should say. Um, But I, I just, I try to find that balance of, okay, here's what we need, but also like, okay, what can I give you to make this okay for you? Because again, it's not like, I mean, I'm sure they do want to trade Donovan Mitchell, but he he's not like um, like a liability. Like if you had to keep him going through the season, it, it's okay. It's not like it would be here where um, 
if the Rockets had kept Westbrook or we had kept Wall going into the season, it was probably going to be an issue at that point just because bridges were already burned. Like once the initial report came out, they kind of had to force the the trade to go down from my understanding from reading reports and all that. I mean, I, I don't think Donovan's going to be that guy to like bitch and moan in the locker room and like just beg out. Like, again, he's not a guy that I'm sure Utah's like, we got to get him gone tomorrow. So you mix that in with the fact that he's an all-star and is one of the best guards, one of the best young guards, up-and-coming players in the NBA. You have to be willing to part with some of the stuff that you would prefer not to part with. And, and I get the premise of that, right? Like, yes, I would like to keep Denny Avia, Daniel Gafford, and Johnny Davis and a Donovan Mitchell deal. No shit. Who wouldn't? But again, you have to be able to compensate the other team if they're giving you an all-star level player. And I just, I think that a lot of people are not grasping that just because he's six one too. Like who cares that he's six one? He's an all-star. He gives you 30 points a game at six one. Like, I don't understand why that matters now all of a sudden. No, I'm not worried about that. Obviously the defense would, would probably be an issue. You you'd have to build a defense around this team. That's something easier said than done but and that's not going to happen this yeah. year right and that's okay no. it doesn't have to be this year no you just got to establish you know a culture this year with with winning talent in my opinion that's what you got to bring in the building and how far of a drop-off if if you trade for a donovan mitchell how far of a drop-off at the three position are we really going to see because you know denny obvious you know what we're basing this off of on him is potential, not not what he's actually really done in the league. Is is it going to be too far of a drop off compared to last year at the three spot if we do trade, you know, a Denny Advia and, and whatever we have at the wing spot? I think whoever we can get off the market right now won't be too much big, bigger of a drop off, uh, you know, at least in production to what we've had the last couple of years. And, you know, think, think to just a couple of seasons ago, we're throwing out Isak Bonga and, and Troy Brown Jr. at the three spot every day The you know, I think we can, can manage to, to do that. At least if you have a, a Donovan Mitchell in the building. Right. And it's like, okay, so say we ship Denny Avia, Corey Kispert's probably your starting three. Does that bother me? No, not really. No, I'm not bothered by that. Like I said, or we had Isak Banga and guys like that for about three seasons starting at the three spot. Like, are, are we really that worried about the, the drop off in talent now? Yeah, it's, it's just weird, man. And again, it's not like it all has to be figured out this year. Like, yeah. Okay. We're, we're trading our three best defenders. That's fine. We're not trying to win the championship this season, but with Mitchell locked up long-term, you got Beal locked up long-term now. Uh, maybe you try and work out an extension, maybe with Kuzma, um, if he's not included in the deal or Porzingis, and then you have your your base foundation for the three. Personally, I'd rather keep Porzingis, but if he gets injured again this year, you, you probably want to avoid that, right? Um, but but I mean, for for kicks and giggles, let's just say Porzingis stays healthy, has a really good year. Of course, you want to keep him. And, and now that you have those three, then when free agency hits, you know maybe then you try and trade um, Kyle Kuzma at the deadline. You try and get what you can for Rui. Pretty much whoever can bring you back any sort of draft capital or free up cap, you want to try and do. So that next offseason, you can try and sign the, those guys that are going to play defense for you and rebound. So, um, again, if this trade goes down this year, you're going to have holes on your roster just because, yeah, I mean, you would be getting two players in this deal and you're giving up five. Like, yes, we are going to have some holes, but it's not about just this year. And I 
I just want people to understand that. No, absolutely. I mean, you bring in a, a guy like Donovan Mitchell, you get to keep a Porzingis, you got a Beal. Can you think of that many trios in the league at this point that are, are that dominant or at least have the potential to be that dominant? I can't think of many trios that would be that good in the league but, right now. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really care what's really – as long as they're all healthy um, and they all mesh together, I don't see – you know, a problem. I don't, you could plug just about anybody in there. And I think you're going to at least have a top six seed. If Porzingis plays the whole season, like how he did for those 17 games or whatever it was that he played down the stretch that season. I mean, and he was legit good, by the way. Very um, good. He, very. he was very, very good. And Bradley Beal is not going to play any worse than he did this past year. I think that that's pretty safe to say. You add Donovan Mitchell to that. That's a very scary trio. Like, how many trios right now in the league would you take above uh, uh, above that? I mean, the, I can't. I can't think of many. No, the Warriors just just because they have Steph. Steph is the trio, but you know, yes, Clay's diminished at this point. Who so whoever their third is, I guess that would be Jordan Poole. The Bucks, um, I guess. Yeah, the Buck the Bucks are up there, but but to to that point, there's not many. There's not many trios of that talent caliber in in the league at this point you're automatically in a position to at least compete in, in the eastern conference with three star players in the mix right and, and that's what that's what we should be trying to get to not keep not gatekeeping role players because well they're, they're trying to do that defense and they have potential like wow it's we need to try and put like you said when bradley Beal was signed the the window, the window is here now to try and put together a winning team. So there needs to be a little bit more urgency to try and put some some talent on this roster. Now I'm not sitting here and saying that like you know maybe there couldn't be better players available at some point. Like let me ask you this: Would you rather put in chips for Kevin Durant or, or Donovan Mitchell? At this point, I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell just because of the age. He's heading into his 25, 26 season. This is yeah. this is the prime of his career. I want a guy that we can build around for years. You know, I don't, you know, obviously Kevin Durant does put you in the title contending picture now, but um if you if you swing and miss, you're giving up all those assets and you only got him for a couple of years. So you're you're really in trouble. And with Bradley Beal on a no trade clause, obviously that makes things so much more difficult to get him out of there if things, you know, spiral downward. So I'm I'm personally in the boat where you trade for Donovan Mitchell. Um, things don't go well with Donovan Mitchell for whatever reason. There's certainly no reason I don't think you can get some more you know pieces back for him um, if things do go south so i'm i'm all for donovan mitchell at this point over kd i would i would take kd don't get me wrong i'm i'm trying to get talent in the building any way i can but i think donovan mitchell is out of those two guys is the one that i would go no i definitely agree with you uh is there anything you wanted to add before we go ahead and get out of here I would just say temper the expectations because I don't I don't think this is happening for us. I think we are just kind of being thrown in there and into the into the talks to help them possibly get more from New York because I know New York has plenty for them to offer. They have a need for a star player, um, and, and we're just a team that it makes sense to to be mentioned with because um, you, you throw 
Bradley Beal's contract into the mix. Obviously, we're a team that is is desperate for wins now. We make sense there. Um, I'm sure we're in the conversations, but um, how deep is Tommy will, really willing to go? I think he's shown that he's always been a guy that um, he's been winning trades, but that's that's been the the bargain bin trades where he's making something out of nothing. So um, if if he does something like this, I will gladly shut my mouth and, and give Tommy Shepard his praise, but I don't know if this is a type of move that he makes. Did you see that article that Josh Robbins had posted about like why the wizards are being mentioned now in terms of trades? Did you, did you see that at all? I I have not gotten the chance to read that yet. No. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't read it either. I, I'm not a subscriber, but I, I thought that you were, so I didn't know if you had had a chance to read that yet, but I was interested to see in what, he had to say about that in terms of okay, are they just being used? Are they like a pawn in the in the more grand scheme of another team trying to you know make an offer or whatever? So, I think um, common sense tells us that's probably the case because I mean, we, we look at our play our own players and say this is mid. I think NBA front offices look at it and also agree that's that's mid. <laughs> so. Um, Maybe maybe we can get a team to take our mid, but that's that's what it's going to take. Yeah, and, and again, it's not to say that our guys are terrible. It's just their their ceiling perhaps isn't as high as you know we once thought. Like I still think Daniel Gafford could be a, a really good player. I mean, I think he's already a really solid player now. I just wish he wasn't. He wouldn't get so bodied easily in the paint. Um, Denny still has a decent ceiling. Johnny Davis, I mean, who knows at this point, but I mean, he did average damn near 20 in college. So, I mean, that, that does speak some volume. Maybe as a team would, um, try to say, okay, we can get that guy at the next level, but you know, I mean, I guess we'll see again. I don't think it's going to happen either, but I just think it's funny when we get brought up and wizard fans are automatically like, no, we don't want to do that unless it's for like Rui, Will Barton, the second round pick, like. You know, <laughs> you got to be willing to give something to get something. And I definitely think that uh, pretty much outside, everyone outside of Beal, obviously, number one, he can't be traded. Number two, it wouldn't make sense to swap him for Mitchell at this point. And uh, Porzingis, I mean, they can have whatever they want. And I would do the deal pretty easily. Yeah. And and to your point earlier, Donovan Mitchell is not a guy that, you know, they're eager to get out of the building. So you're you're going to have to offer something. You're going to have to offer just about everything you got. And um, if you're, if, if you're willing to do that, like I am, you know, I, I hope Tommy is. Definitely agree with you, man. Well, I think that's a good place to, to leave it off for today. If you guys already, if you guys aren't subscribed to the show, please make sure that you are rate us five stars. Uh, leave us a review. It really helps us out, but thanks for listening and we will see you next time.